What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. If you are thinking about starting a podcast, we have a offer from Libsyn, the podcast hosting company that we host our podcast with. They host your audio files so you don't have to put them on your website to slow it down. Uh, they have a an offer of you the current month for free and the next month for free when you use the promo code Mike, that's lowercase M-I-K-E, to get those uh, uh, potentially two months free. So use it on the second of the month, get the rest of that month for free, and then get the next month all for free when you start your podcast. And that again is the Libsyn, go to Libsyn.com and choose your plan and use that promo code M-I-K-E to get those two months for free. We also get a small commission from this. So we thank you for using this link if you decide to. In today's episode, we're joined by Karen and River of North South Travels. They are a couple from the UK who decided to pursue a travel lifestyle by creating content online. We talk with them about their passion and how it helps their lifestyle and relationship and how they continue their travel lifestyle by creating content. So without further ado, here's our interview with Karen and River. Today we are joined by Karen and River, two content creators from the UK that met in 2015 and began North-South Travels through their passion of travel. You can follow them online at NorthSouthTravels.com. Hello Karen and River, welcome to the show. Hello there. Hi. So I'm so grateful for having you two on this episode today with me. I just want to get started to get to know a little bit about the two of you more and what you do. Can you just give our audience a little bit of a rundown about the two of you? Yeah, so I'm Corinne and I travel with my fiancé River. Uh, We have been on the road full time since January, but we have been running North-South Travels for two years. Um, We initially started it whilst we were still in full-time employment and um, saving up money to be able to do it full-time and yeah so far so good amazing and then how did the two of you meet we uh we were actually both working in london at asos i don't know if you're familiar with that or if the audience familiar with that it's an online retail um oh yeah online retailer sorry and we river was a videographer there and i was a full-time stylist so we met there nice and then what started this whole uh wanting to go on a travel and travel the world together um well i think we both loved travel before we met um it just took us meeting each other to really want to do this full-time i suppose we kind of enjoy being with each other so as soon as we met each other we went on our first holiday together um and ever since then it's been non-stop you know we always try to use our holiday our vacation from work um tactically and make the most out of our full-time employment holiday and yeah always be on vacation 
Nice. So I want to start to talk to you too about your travels and where you've been together. But before I jump into this part of the interview, I like to ask our guests a simple two-word question. But for so many of our guests, it has such a complex response. And that is, why travel? I think, well, for me, I've always had this quote in my mind that I want to leave the earth seeing more of it than less of it, if that makes sense. So for me, like, I traveled a lot when I was younger in Europe. Um, you know, being based in England, Europe is very accessible. And I was fortunate enough to see a lot of of that when I was young. So I just got the travel bug immediately. And yeah, I guess for you, it was... For me, it's just, there's such a big world out there. Why not see it? Like, what is the point in staying in one spot or area for the rest of your life and and not experiencing this amazing world that we live in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree any more with the two of you. So where were you last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next? So we were last in Vietnam. So that was our second stop on our South Asia. Sorry. That was our second stop on our South Asia tour that we're kind of doing. Um, We are currently in Laos. And we've been here for around three weeks And tomorrow we head to Thailand, where we plan to be there for just over a month. Amazing. Nice. And in Laos, what did you guys get up to when you were there? Um, Mainly, we we split our time between Luang Prabang, uh, Vang Vieng, and we're currently in Vientiane. Um, We were working with a company whilst we've been traveling called Green Discovery, and they've shown us quite a few experiences, which have been fantastic. We've seen a lot of the scenery and the landscapes. And uh, we definitely recommend Vang Vien to, to you guys. Like there's, there's some beautiful um, viewpoints and, and hikes if you're, if you're active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that country is one of the lesser traveled of the Southeast Asian countries. And it looks uh, so beautiful in the photos, for sure. What's, what has been the, the most... Uh, the most amazing experience on that trip? Like, where should people check out in Laos when they're there? Um, yeah, I think as Corin said, Vang Vieng was amazing. Um, they've got so many hikes. I mean, it used to be quite notorious as a party city. Um, everyone used to go there for the drink and uh, everything else, but now they're trying to really change the perception of the town and turn it into a more active, sporty um, city. So there's a lot of canoeing, kayaking, hiking, people cycle, um, you, you name it. But yeah, there are so many viewpoints in Van Vieng that are so worth seeing. Um, it is really beautiful. So I want to talk to you too about the different experiences that you've had traveling together. As we know, travel brings a lot of different types of experiences, the good, the bad, the funny. We want to talk about it all, starting with what has been the most rewarding traveling experience together, the experience that really took your breath away, really opened up your eyes to traveling together, and what would that be for you? I think it was It was quite early on. I mean, every day is in a non-cheesy way rewarding. But for us, when we we traveled to Alaska um, and and that was quite early on with North-South travels, but as a place and as 
things that we got up to there that just kind of blew our mind. And it's a place that we often refer to as still as our, our favorite place that we visited. Just the for one, it was completely different to where we've ever traveled before, like the, the snow and, and the the people and we hired a car and, and kind of took ourselves off by researching different areas and we would love to go back. It's enormous, but the kind of the area that we explored and the things that we were man we managed to do, including a helicopter over a glacier. Um, yeah, I think that's the most rewarding experience we've we've done so far. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, I've always wanted to see Alaska, and uh, yeah, it looks incredible. It must have been such an amazing experience going there for sure. Um, you guys don't have anything like that in the UK, like any glaciers or anything like that to visit, right? No, nothing no. like that in the UK. We've got um, a few hills, but, uh, <laughs> no glaciers. Yeah. So uh, continuing on here, uh Travel brings some some awkward experience, uh, some funny experiences. Maybe it wasn't funny in the time, in the moment, but when you look back on it, it's funny now. Do you have any of those experiences that you would want to share with us? Um, there is one that kind of sticks out that you know we look back on and is quite ridiculous. <laughs> um, so a couple of months ago. A couple of months ago it was. Yeah. We were in Cambodia and we were staying um, in this on this island in an area of Koh Kong. It's in the southwest of Cambodia. Um, and we were staying in these tents. And as we were heading out for dinner on the island, um, we saw these these kind of two bulging eyes at the bottom of, of the stairs of, of where we were staying in these tents. And um, they weren't moving at all. So <laughs> we're, but we have to get past these steps, right, to to go to dinner. So we're kind of, I'm in an room, We don't know what to do. These eyes are just, these big white eyes are just fixated. We're, we're banging on the decking, and it's, the animal's not moving. So we managed to climb over a wall <laughs> on the other side, and we head to the restaurant. Um, and at this point, we're thinking it's a snake, like it's a deadly snake, you know, and um, we don't know what to do. We don't even want to go back and sleep in the tent tonight. Um, so we tell the, the manager at the, on the island where we're staying, and he heads back to the tent. And about 10 minutes later, he comes back and he just tells us that it's a toad. <laughs> um, so, so we... Yeah, we uh, we headed back with our heads bowed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good story for sure. I think, um, yeah. So, and even when we got back, the toad was still there. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. it definitely wasn't a, a deadly snake. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story, but you can never be too sure, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, moving on from that, I mean, with travel, there's these inevitable bad experiences or experiences um, that aren't as pleasant as the rest of the trip. Do you two have a, a, an experience together that really, uh, yeah, it was a, just a bad experience? Um, I think 
Well, most recently, we, um, we've been traveling by bus quite a lot because it's the most convenient way to kind of get yourself around and, and affordable. And we were due to get a bus, or we did get a bus, sorry, from Sapa, which is in very north of Vietnam, to Luang Prabang, to Laos. Um, because our last destination was Sapa, um, you can get a bus from the north of Vietnam across a border that isn't totally, it isn't used very often, sorry. And because of this, the roads are quite windy. Um, and we had anticipated that we would have been in this bus for around about 12 to 13 hours, which is a long haul at, at best. Nice. But we he we ended up being on that bus for 24 hours oh wow <laughs> yeah uh, and along with the people who were originally on the bus then there was lots of locals that hopped on and off so the bus was never kind of at capacity it was always above capacity our bags were either in and amongst us or on the roof um we, ha- we had to stop at border control throughout this time, which obviously takes a lot of time. I don't know if any of you have crossed up a land border before, but that's not always the smoothest journey. Um, and yeah, like the roads were windy down the mountain. People were being sick out of the window in the bus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could go on. It was kind of a horrendous 24 hour journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in, that's incredible. Twenty four hours on a bus, I, w- I would not want to uh, go through that for sure. Was the was the final result was where you got to worth it in the end? It was, although just to top off the story, we obviously are traveling with a lot of equipment, and uh, River has a Ronin a stabilizer, and. <laughs> We, like I say, there wasn't much space for equipment or people on this bus. So we had kind of lodged the Ronin underneath the seat so that we were like, right, we'll remember that. We'll make sure. But by the time like we'd been on the bus for the amount of time we had and it was dark and everybody just wanted to kind of get off and get to their location, get to their hotel, we forgot it. So then ensued a long kind of trying to find the bus again. We did eventually locate it. So the story has a happy ending, but that was another kind of stressful ending to it. For sure. For sure. <laughs> that's that's great. Uh, I mean, three really great stories. And obviously you two have been t- through a lot together in your experiences and traveling together. And that's kind of what we ask leading into this next portion where we want to talk about your relationship and uh, in travel, because obviously with all these different experiences, it, it puts it puts a little bit of a toll or puts some pressure on your relationship to see if you guys, you know, can uh, continue through it and how you to work together. So how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship together? Um, To be honest, I think it's it's just been great i mean ever since meeting each other um we've never really been apart <laughs> been apart yeah we've um and but we, the thing is we've never questioned it um we always get asked like how do we spend so much time together and people say oh i could never do that but it's never been a a thing or an issue for us we've never questioned it you know i mean of course we we have some arguments, we bicker, you know, like any couple, but we never blame travel or being with each other constantly as an excuse. Um, so it's just been amazing, really. 
um, you know, you get to experience everything with someone else. You know, in the in the future, we can look back and say we've done this together. Um, and it's just yeah, about building memories. Mm-hmm. And has do you feel travel has really uh, helped you understand each other more? Like, in what aspects has it helped you understand each other more? Um, I think yeah, you're with each other twenty four seven. So if you if you have if you've not got an understanding of that person, you, you're definitely going to get one and quick. Um, but yeah, like River said, when we, we work together, then we, then we kind of fell in love. Then we continue to work together. Then we moved in together. Then we travel together. So being together a lot has been our story from day one. So I think understanding, you know, what River likes and what I like, we're quite, we're quite good at knowing each other. So when we travel, it's just, Um, it's natural yeah it feels natural but also don't get me wrong I think you still have to have that initial kind of outlook on life that that you have in common Um, I think that has to be there initially Mm -hmm. for sure and it's obvious that that you two have that uh, that you know that shared passion for travel that really uh, puts your relationship I mean if, if you have this shared passion of something it's obviously going to put your relationship forward and um, and keep you two together. And obviously, yeah. spe- spending that much time together is really uh, is really helped your relationship, especially when you're being on the road. Yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously, with travel, there's lots of different types of travel. I mean, some people prefer just laying on a beach or at a resort, whereas others are backpackers. Did, did you two uh, have the same style of travel all along? Yeah, again, I think we do. Um, we're, we're quite active people. Um, I think especially doing what we're doing, like you have to be active, you have to be proactive as well. Um, don't get me wrong, we do like the occasional day that we, we can chill on the beach, even if it's only for a few hours. Mm. Um, but, you know, we're, if we're traveling and we're visiting places, we want to actually go and explore and get stuck into to culture, culture and, and mingling with the locals and um, really experience a place till its fullest. Definitely. So which brings me to my next question. When planning a trip... Who takes care of what? Who takes care of, you know, planning the itinerary, what you're going to do? Is that a combined effort? Who takes care of the flights, the hotels? What happens with this? I do most of the um, itinerary building and flights just because I I, I'm, I think I'm better at the logistics side of things. I'm quite good at organizing and I like organizing and planning things. Um, in terms of day to day, we kind of go with the flow. We have we have uh, ideas or I'm I research the place that we're going to go to um, and highlight a few key places that we would like to visit that would be good for pictures or video. Um, but then we kind of just go with the flow and, and the weather, especially. But, yeah, in terms of logistics, it's, it's down to me mainly. Yeah, it's pretty much all you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I leave that down to her, and uh, she just tells me where to go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very good. So, I mean, you two have been to lots of different destinations together. 
if you had to choose one destination, and I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, but if you had to choose one destination that you two would return to, or one destination that you would recommend another couple with the exact same interests as you two, where would that be? Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to say Alaska. Yeah. But um, just as well, because we are from England, you know, and and Corinne actually asked me where would be, where would be the one place I'd want to go, and I said Alaska. Um, and coming from England is not a very common answer, to be honest. <laughs> so we ended up going to Alaska, and it literally just blew our mind. The the scenery, um, the wildlife, everything. It was just yeah. It was just amazing. If you're active and yeah. and you. Yeah, you're into the same things that that we're into. It would be such a great place. And, you know, from there, you can travel so many places. You can go into the Rockies. Like, it, you know, it's a great place. But I think as a secondary option for something that, you know, if you're if you want it to be geared towards being a couple, I'd say the Maldives, not to sound cliche, but it really is geared towards you being a couple and having that kind of experience and it is just magical mm-hmm. in two very opposite ends of the spectrum there we got the maldives with the sun yeah. in alaska with the cold so very good two options for sure uh so i want to uh kind of just wrap this relationship talk up by uh do you guys have any other advice that you would you would share with a couple that wants to start this travel lifestyle any advice in terms of their relationship and travel um in terms of the relationship and travel communication is key you know um you've just got to make sure you're on the same page um make sure you know where you're both heading in which direction um and just keep yeah communicating yeah talk about finances and things like rarely go smoothly so as long as you're both okay with that and you're both you're both on the same page with that then you know nothing will kind of get in your way just go for it yeah and just set yourself goals um you know we kind of at the moment we're setting ourselves goals maybe every other month or every six months or to the end of this year you know we've got different goals that we we've spoken about and jointly we're we're aiming to to reach those goals and then we'll just carry on from there yeah i really like that idea of goal setting too and it it, it's just a whole nother way to really bring your relationship together and get you yourselves uh the both of you on the same page and uh you know fighting towards that that specific goal for sure Mm -hmm. yeah so I want to start talking about North South Travels. And before we jump into this, I just want to ask, where did the name come from? <laughs> oh, it's so cliche, to be honest. We were brainstorming for all of about five seconds. And River is from the south of England, and I'm from the north. Literally, that is it. North South Travels. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. And then, so I think you said earlier that it started a couple of years ago. Uh, did it start after you two had traveled a little bit together? And, uh, and where, did, where did the idea come from to start this? Yeah, I think we may have been around two or three, yeah. hol- two maybe two hol- uh, really short kind of long weekend holidays. And then we had just been to the Amalfi Coast for just over two weeks. And... Um, 
we'd got back from the Amalfi Coast and, you know, we, we had some good pictures. You made a video as well. I made a video, yeah, of the Amalfi Coast. It got some nice feedback. Um, and we were kind of, well, mainly me, I'm kind of obsessed with YouTube. <laughs> so, um, you know, Reese constantly watching these travel bloggers, travel vloggers, um, travel content creators, it kind of got us questioning, like, how, how do these people travel? How do they do it? And um, that's kind of really what kick-started North-South Travels into wanting to see the world. But also, you know, you, you have to be, you have to have a financial kind of gain to be able to, to travel the world. Um, and that kind of was the main catalyst for it, the Amalfi Coast. So obviously you two are two uh, creatives. You have these stunning Instagram photos, these great YouTube videos. You guys are updating your, your website. Where do the two of you find the time to do all this and travel? Well, we travel full time whilst working full time. So we've taken that choice to do to work seven days a week um, and yeah, the Instagram side of it is, you know, probably 10% of what we actually do. And don't get me wrong, we love that. But we spend a lot of time writing and editing and planning and researching. Um, so it is a constant 24 hours a day, seven days a week task, I guess you could say. But, you know, we chose that lifestyle. And we love every aspect of it. Um, but that's that's how we find the time by fitting it into a 24 yeah, and I guess you could say it is kind of a blessing, uh, blessing in disguise. It's, it's you know, we're, we're constantly working, even though we love what we do, but we are constantly, we feel kind of guilty if we're not, uh, yeah. you know, working, editing or writing or looking for the next thing, looking for the next destination or, you know, it, it kind of. It's got to a stage where we ha we feel like we have to constantly be trying to better our business, yeah. Um, which is great. Like we, we love doing it, but at the same time, it kind of it is tiring. Yeah, we do kind of. You know, it gets to it gets to eleven o'clock midnight, and uh, you, you do feel it. And the next morning, you might feel it because you're then you're up again at sunrise, and you know. It, but it's we, like Corin said, we chose it and we're not complaining. Definitely. So, uh, getting into that, uh, do you? I mean, with travel, it's difficult to have a routine per se. But do you guys have a routine that you try to stick to in order to get uh, to get things done on a checklist or to you know get out, travel, come back, and get things done? Like, how do you go about your day, or how do you try to go about your day? I'd say we don't really have a routine. We have set things that we would like to do every day, but the order in which we do those varies, you know, drastically. So every day we always like to try and do some sort of exercise because it's important to both of us. And also River had knee surgery about five months ago. So it's extremely important that we're like working on his knee and making sure that he's getting a lot of exercise and he's getting his mobility back. Um, and then Obviously, we tried to factor in editing, writing and replying to emails as like our top three of every day. And then 
get out and see somewhere new. So if we can hit off at least one destination, one kind of hotspot in each destination, depending on how many days that we're there, we'll kind of filter it through. If we're not in an area for very long, we'll spend a lot more time, you know, exploring, going to see that place and then have a backlog of work to do. But that's fine. We just kind of work it out depending on how many days we are where. But yeah, as much as possible, try and get some exercise editing and emails in every day. Mm-hmm. And with um, with creating all this content, I mean, uh, the the most difficult thing is to really uh, be consistent with it. I mean, it can be really difficult for somebody starting this this life and they they put out their first maybe blog post or they put out their first video or Instagram post and they're met with crickets. So there's there's nothing there and it can be really discouraging, especially if this you know happens again and again and again and. Uh, it's, it's getting that first momentum to really, uh, get this thing going. And I just want to ask, how did you two kind of stick with it? How did you two keep your consistency and, uh, keep your motivation to continuously put out content? And where did that first motivation come from that, that really, uh, encouraged you to keep up this lifestyle? Um, simply, we, really did not like our jobs. I think that was the main motivation for for us getting out and wanting to travel and produce content full time. You know, we, we were working we were working in the Middle East at the time, um and prior to that in the north of England. So the last kind of two years, um they weren't we weren't really in the best place. Um so that was our main motivation. Um we just we were so focused on wanting to create content and travel that we just knew that we just had to keep putting content out there and and try and also be strategic and tactical learn the business of instagram and 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 get in front of the right people who you know could build our audience and and uh eventually enable us to to do this um yeah, I think early on as well, we heard a, a quote from a blogger that said, there'll always be someone that likes what you do. So keep going. Like there's so many businesses, so many brands, depending on what content you want to create or what it is that you love and what you do, just keep doing it because there is always someone that likes what you do. And and we kind of found motivation in, in that and also in the fact that even when we didn't have as many followers as we have now, like even when we was only on 3000 or, or so, we still had people that would want to work with us because they believed in us. And they said that they loved what we produced. They loved our content rather than, and it didn't matter that we didn't have so many followers. And, and that's what's key to us as well. Yeah. Instagram is great. And yeah, of course, if you're following grows, that's fantastic. But for us, we want people to use us and work with us because they want the content that we produce and, and they like what we do. And that's, that's great. When you get to work with clients like that, that is key motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And working with clients can be like a, such a great way to, uh, to travel the world and to see the world, it, but it can be extremely difficult if you haven't created any content to, to, to show. Right. Uh, so I assume you guys started by creating content and then which led into you guys contacting brands to see if they wanted to work with you. Can you talk us through that progression, how that went? 
as we said before, we we're both from the creative industry anyway. So when we when we would go away, I'd always be taking pictures, um, always creating video. So you've initially got to have that passion to do it yourself first, and then once you have that bank of content or portfolio, portfolio then you can put it in front of clients and businesses. But but have in mind that you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it to put in mm. in front of businesses or or clients. You're you're doing it to produce content for yourself. And then if you're happy with it and it's good enough for you, then you can put it in front of potential clients or or businesses. Um, I think you've yeah initially it has to come from you and not you're not doing it to for anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And when if that does that answer your question? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, it it starts with your passion, right? If if you want to travel the world and you think uh, partnering with brands and working and creating content with brands is the way to go about it, but you don't like creating content, it wouldn't make sense, and you wouldn't exactly you wouldn't really right. last, right? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, when you guys plan a trip. Do you guys uh, contact local brands or try to reach out to them beforehand, or do you get there and try to meet them in person? How do you how do you go about uh, maybe uh, partnering with local brands or on uh, uh, or even any brand really? Uh, a mix of both, really. We once we've kind of decided on where we want to go next and what kind of work we want to produce, yeah, we'll reach out to a few um, brands or places to stay so that we can really create what they are missing. So, you know, from researching, if we see that they've not got any video content, we can perhaps, you know, reach out to them and say, look, that's what we specialize in. Is there anything that we could do to as an offer for you? And then see what they come back with. But also since we've been traveling and even more so on the road and we're in a place for a longer period of time than just a week or 10 days, um, we find that people contact us mostly through Instagram direct message saying, oh, we see that you're here. Would you like to come and work with us here? Would you like to attend a cooking class and give us a review? Would you like to come on a kayaking tour? And we'd be, we'd love to show you this area and so that's really lovely as well to be approached by, you know, really local people and local businesses so that we can do our bit for those as well as big brands. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And you guys have so much great advice. And um, obviously, yeah, I like you said, going back to, you know what, if this is your passion, then then this is what you should do. If your passion is to travel, if your passion is to create content, then this is a perfect fit for you. And it's obviously a perfect fit for the two of you. But I want to wrap this up with one more question. And that is, if you what is one thing you wish you'd known before starting this lifestyle? Wow, that's a tough one. I think for me, I think I wish I'd known how tired I would be, but not in a not in a complacent way. But if you're going to commit to this lifestyle and you're you're committing to being on the road, which is what we are, we don't have a permanent base. We are in the hands of a lot of people most of the time. So our where we sleep every night varies. Whether we're somewhere for one day, two day, four days, like it's rarely longer than four days so you've got to really know that living out of a bag and changing daily 
you know, that is something that can take its toll on you. It sounds so exciting at first and it is, but it is, it is tiring. Yeah, mine would probably be along the same lines, but in a, in a sense that work is, well, I say work, but our traveling, our business is so consuming. Like you become consumed by it because you're, you're technically freelanced or you're running your own business. So you have to make your business work. So going back to Corinne's point, you do become tired, but the work just consumes you in a good way. <laughs> but, um, but I'm guessing because we, you know, we've always had full-time employment. We've never had this experience maybe because we didn't enjoy our jobs as much. So we didn't really kind of care in a sense about our jobs as much as we do this. So, um, yeah, probably the cons- consummation yeah. of the, of the job. Yeah, for sure. And there you have it. Karen and River sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. Guys, I want to say a very special thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. No problem. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. I just want to give you the floor. uh, Tell our audience where they can find you, what's next for North South Travels, and anything else you want to give them. So you can find us over on Instagram at North South Travels. Um, you can go check out our website, our blog, www.northsouthtravels.com. We, as we said, we're flying to Thailand tomorrow. We're going to be there for just over a month. And then our plan is to head to Indonesia, Bali, for around another month or so. So if any of you guys are around, hit us up, let yeah. us know. And uh, we look forward to seeing you. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 52. That's this episode, episode number 52's show notes. Leave a comment on the page. Let us know how you are living your travel lifestyle. We'll be sure to get back to you. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. It really helps us get this podcast out there. We'll be sure to consistently deliver you these episodes every Wednesday. And this is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.